I'm back out here in Arizona to start work on my new C10 project vehicle with Britt Hall, who I introduced to you in the last episode, who's got a new location and a new speed shop. I'm back here once again with Britt Hall at his new speed shop called Vintage Speed Shop. Welcome back, man. Thank you, brother. So in that last episode, we kind of mapped out everything we're gonna to do to build up the C10 truck, and we've got a lot of steps, obviously, look what we've got to start with, but what do you think we can get done in this episode? Okay, so you always wanna start, when you're building a house or a truck or whatever, you wanna start with mm -hmm. the foundation. We're gonna get this thing ready to start assembling pieces, and the first thing we need to do is strip it down, right. remove anything that doesn't belong on here, and we're gonna give it a fresh coat of paint. Right. Now, the, our friends at POR15 hooked us up with a direct metal chassis paint that is a perfect example of a DIY and we're going to teach people exactly how they can do this in their garage. So self-leveling, no sprayer, just total DIY. We're thing. going to do this with paint brushes and that's actually yeah. their method that they recommend. Yeah, that's awesome. So Brett, thanks for the truck, but what happened to the firewall, man? It's completely missing. Well, we got to fix that, right? We can't make this build too easy, Chris. Right. So when we bought this truck as a potential project, yeah. uh, Sometimes they, they're missing some things. Sometimes yeah. they have extra things. Yeah. This one was missing a firewall. So okay. it's something that we need to address and we need to get installed on. Okay, so LMC Truck hooked us up with a new firewall and a new dash. Well, we already have a dash, so what's wrong with this one? Great question. Uh, your, your stereo holes on this was cut out. One of the biggest features of, of people taking their truck back to stock is they want that original dash. We wanted to show people that you can actually bolt on a new dash. Uh, so we're gonna show people how to do that. Cool. So I think before we get the firewall on, maybe we should do the dash. We can get some cool camera angles. What do you think? Absolutely, because here. once we get the firewall in, everything's going to be on a, on a back view. So we'll, we're going to go ahead and do that dash now, All right. where we can have a nice clean shot where people can see how to do it. All right, let's get the sucker off. Let's do it. Like Britt and I were just talking about, we need some welding done to this C10, and so we brought in his fabricator, and it's Mike from Painkiller Customs, and he's located here in Arizona. What do you specialize in, man? Uh, basically specialized in building custom motorcycles, restoring old cool trucks and hot rods and right. just kind of a little bit of everything. Right, so you brought your mobile welding system. And I did. Give us a quick overview of what you need to do. So we're going to replace the firewall, obviously, because someone had cut it out at some point. Right. Uh, we're going to clean up the pinch weld here, uh, put some uh, uh, galvanized uh, zinc primer down there. That'll okay. get your corrosion protection back, right. weld the new panel on. As far as the dash goes, we're going to replace it. Someone cut the radio open it. Yeah. It's kind of dinged up, the vents are bent. Right. So it's easier just to put a new one in. Right, now there's three bolts on either side for this, but then this is also Correct. Well so then we're gonna come in here, we're gonna find each one of these factory pinch welds. We're right. gonna drill it out. Okay. Clean up the backside, zinc weld primer. Cool. Put the new panel in, line it up, weld it up. All right, let's stop talking. Get to work, let's man. Let's do it. Now when you see the factory GM dash next to the brand new one that LMC Truck provided us for our build, one thing that's hard to miss is the quality. Now some say you can't beat factory steel, but LMC Truck figured out how to match it 
perfectly. After we remove the old dash, it's time to install our new one. With a few clamps to hold it in place while we weld, it almost seemed too simple. Although replacing a firewall, which is a key component to any truck, may seem overwhelming, it's very doable. We are showing the basic steps, but with a little extra coaching from your local experts, you too can tackle replacing parts like this, just like we're doing. Now it's go time with this frame. We've got miscellaneous brackets and things on here we need to cut off and we've got to get this down to bare metal before we get to the paint part. So I know we've got a whole bunch of different wire brushes and things here, but like what's the best method, the quickest method to get all this stuff off? Well, the quickest method is to have everything that you need readily available, all the tools, everything that you need to do the job. Right. But before you get that far, one of the most important things that are the, is, the, is the easiest to overlook is safety. Yeah, for your ears and eyes. Yes, yeah. we're gonna be running a lot of equipment that's loud. A lot of equipment is going to be shooting sparks and of course your hands are going to be vulnerable to everything that you're touching that may be hot or may not. So you got the idea. What? We need to suit up for uh -huh. battle because we're about to go to war with this frame. We've been going at it for hours, stripping this frame down to bare metal with these grinding wheels, and this is a little dangerous because these little wires come off and they are turn into project projectiles. Yeah, they're projectiles. They've been hitting me in the arm, and so we got these full face shields to protect us because, uh, especially with both of us working at it, these things are going everywhere times two. Um, so, what is another route that people can go? Because this is taking a lot of time, but I know there's another way that people can go. Sure, and the reason why we did this is, you know, Chris, because we are doing a DIY, and these are common household tools that most every guy in his garage has. Yeah. But another method is to sandblast and to powder coat, or sandblast or even finish coat your, uh, your frame. There's a lot more uh, disassembly uh, that mm -hmm. probably should take place, because that sand, uh, that aggregate blast tends to get in, into all the nicks and, sure. nooks and crannies, but... Yeah, and what are we talking about for a job like that? To pay someone else to do all the work that we're doing, like 500 bucks or something like that? Typically, when, when, when I send a frame off to be sandblasted and um, powder coated, it's about a $450-$500 uh, bill for both of those, depending on fit and finish, different things, uh, how many extra pieces I have included with that. But 
plan on t spending somewhere between five and six hundred dollars. Okay, so we've got a little bit more grinding to go, but we also have so another project here because we've got to relocate something. Can you explain what we got? Yeah, do absolutely. Next so this is a little bit. of, Sometimes you have to take pause and and see where you're at in, in whatever facet of the build you're, you're doing. And that's what we're doing right now. And the reason being is, as we're getting ready to finish stripping this and painting it, we need to look and see, is there anything else gonna be modified or changed? Well, we know you're, we're gonna be lowering your suspension. Yeah, just a little bit. I don't a little bit. We don't wanna really drop it on the ground, sure. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things is as you lower a vehicle, it changes the geometry of your shocks. In other words, as you drop that truck down, mm -hmm. your rear shocks tend to point more forward. Changing the geometry in your shocks don't work correctly uh, and it makes for a rougher ride. Right, now, they're already at an angle, right? So yes, going they're already lower, a little they're gonna bit. be like, eh. They'll start pointing forward, <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and a shock's supposed to work up and down, not forward and backwards. Right. So we're gonna get, a, we've actually got on order a shock relocation kit for you. Okay. And so we're gonna grind off these factory rivets here and here mm -hmm. and here and here and we'll install the uh, relocation brackets when, when they get here, and it'll, it'll correct that geometry as we lower your truck down. Right on. So we've got a couple of grinding wheels here, so let's start working. Let's on. do it. All right. After stripping a frame of unnecessary parts, old parts, and just outdated parts, expect to have a small mountain of that stuff when you're done. We'll be right back after this break with more motors. Now it's hard to convey on camera how much time we spent scraping the frame down and getting it ready for paint. And how much time do you think we spent between two days? Collectively, we had about eight hours invested into cleaning and prepping your frame. Yeah, so quite a bit of time. So it does help to have a buddy, but you can do it yourself with a couple of simple tools. It's just gonna take you a whole lot of time. And more importantly, you need to make sure that you protect yourself, your face, your ears, your arms and everything because it can get it's gnarly. messy. It's messy. And those wires from the, yeah, it's just everywhere. You you impaled me a couple of times. Yes, and as you did. <laughs> and I did as well. <laughs> so it's just part of the, the process there. So the other thing that we're going to do is show you how to paint the chassis. And thankfully, POR15 hooked us up with their three-step process so you can do it yourself with some basic paint brushes. So first, we've got the cleaner degreaser. And what's the process for applying that? Okay, and step, why are we doing that? Step one, first step, uh, is to clean and degrease. Right. You need to make sure that the surface is prepped and ready properly. It's one thing to clean, but it's also another to 
uh, to remove that grease. Yeah. In some spots, it was really hard to get all the gunk out, so this kind of takes care of That's that. That's exactly place. what it does. You, okay. You're not going to be able to hit every uh, nook or cranny yeah. with a grinder, so you always want to follow up with a cleaner degreaser. Yeah. Okay, so the next step, step two, is the metal prep, and why are we doing that? It, your metal prep is also a, a rust inhibitor, mm -hmm. uh, actually to remove the rust, and also a pre-primer. Okay. Uh, it's a very simple step. Uh, you just want to apply it liberally with a sprayer, on, yeah. exactly. So put that right down in there and start spraying it on. And what is the, how long do we want to keep it on for? Like 20, 30 minutes. That's what they recommend. Okay, and then we got to wash that off. And Rinse it off thoroughly. And have everything dry. dry thoroughly. Okay. Because the next step is the paint. Now, is the paint. what surprises me, and we've heard this from multiple sources, including the manufacturer, that we only need a quart. And this is a semi, uh, this is a uh, gloss. We went with the gloss. gloss yes, we went with the gloss finish. Okay, so this is going to take care of the entire chassis. Entire chassis. Wow. And the other thing, so POR, our friends over at POR has been a, a product that I've always used for uh, my chassis paint because okay. it's a direct to metal and their, their three-step process is very simple. Right. And they've got a little bit of a twist. They recommend that you apply Just these cheap with bows. a simple, yeah. cheap brush. And it is truly the easiest way to apply it and uh, try not to get them too cheap so that the bristles right, are they, coming that's off. They, and that's exactly yeah. what they said over there at POR <laughs> as well. You don't want the bristles getting off at your paint. But right. it's, it's a self-leveling, it's, it's a great product and it's going to look phenomenal so, on your frame. So dry time is two to five hours, it just kind of depends on climate and your conditions. Sure. But what is this right here and how is that going to help? Because of what we're doing and uh, for, for sake of time, we picked up while we're at it their dry time accelerator. Mm -hmm. Cut your dry time in half. Okay, so at the bare minimum, two hours. We put a little bit of that in the paint and we might be looking at an hour. Might be depending as on simple the as, yeah, as quickly as an hour. And you want a flash time uh, of about 20 minutes from the first coat to the second coat. The way you can tell is you want to lightly drag your hand mm -hmm. over the surface and when it's dry to the touch, immediately apply the second coat. All right, sounds like POR 15 is the product to go with. They are, it is the so. place to go on your chest. All right, Absolutely. Well, we're going to find out so let's go ahead and get some degreasing going on and prep the metal so that we can get some paint going Let's get it done. All right. For the cleaner degreaser, be sure to dilute 50% with warm water, spray, and then scrub it in. Rinse off the cleaner degreaser, then let it dry before applying the metal prep. Now spray the metal prep on, no dilution needed, for 20 minutes, making sure to keep it wet. Rinse that off, then wait till it's dry as a bone before applying the paint. Hey, welcome to C10 Talk. Actually, I want to do sit-down interviews with people on the show, but I don't have a name yet. But since I'm here with Ronnie Wetch from C10 Talk, what a better name for this one episode. What are you doing full time? And tell me a little bit about your podcast. I want to say first, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. So what I do is uh, I'm a professional firefighter. So in okay. Phoenix, the Valley, I work in a community called Chandler. Right. I've been doing that for about 22 years. So I've been on the fire truck. I've been in all the different seats. Right. And one thing that's cool about the fire truck is you have days off. So right. you're passionate. Most firefighters are pretty passionate people. Yeah. Pretty type A. Yeah. And uh, got into that young, knew that I wanted to do that, you know, kind of serve the community, really enjoy that job and the, and the guys, right. and the camaraderie. Yep. But uh, always, always just had a thing for C10s. Yeah. And uh, pretty much have had a C10 since I was old enough to drive one. And from that point on, 
Um, always was a C10 nut, a fanatic. And uh, then what happened is I got into the podcast system. And I, I started listening to podcasts. And I knew that in the Phoenix area, and then from the forum days, we had a, kind of a C10 forum that we all became friends and acquaintances all over kind of the country and really the world. And I'm like, I'd like to bring a little bit more to the community and the behind the scenes. Yeah. And the rest is history. Well, I'm here at Vintage Speed Shop working with Britt. We're like halfway through um, getting the frame painted. It's all prepped. So after you leave, we're going to paint it. What was your first? Uh, my first was a 1972 K10. Okay. Um, I remember buying it to this day, you know, and yeah. that's probably been 25 years ago. Wow. Um, bought it, it was four wheel drive. I, I wanted it, that's the K part. I wanted a four wheel drive and uh, I still have my second one, which okay. was a two wheel drive. So I have, I sold the 72 K10. I still own the 72 C10 that I bought from the original owner. So that's what I love what's going on with my 69 C10 that we're building up through the show is being able to show people step by step in true DIY fashion. For example, like right now, being able to show with just a paintbrush how to paint your chassis. You can do that. You know, it's pretty simple stuff. That's why I think the community, again, is it's valuable because we get to go online and, and see what our guys doing. We get to see what you're doing. Right. And, and really, anybody can do it. You know, we might need a little help in specific areas, something like that, but I think when it builds people's confidence and that adds to the community, adds to the love of, of Chevy trucks and C10 mm -hmm. trucks, is you can go to your hardware store, it's not that hard to find parts, you can yeah. find parts, and, uh, and they're really cool. They're really yeah. rad trucks, and they have so much rad styling. And uh, what's cool nowadays, like you're gonna do, is you can modernize a truck, yeah. and yet wrap it yep. in the original metal, right. and those lines, and we get the best of both worlds. We get modern driveline, mm -hmm. modern suspension, chassis, components, everything, ride, AC, yeah. nice comfy seat, yeah. but we get to walk out to our bitching truck. Yeah, and there's so many people out there with so many tips and tricks, and then there's all these new people that are coming into the scene trying to you know, figure out how to do it. Yeah. So they tap into communities and watch shows like uh, Motors and listen to your podcast. That's cool, yeah. <laughs> It was cool, Ronnie. Hey man, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate your time and I'm looking forward to being on your podcast so we could talk a whole lot more about C10 trucks. Well, as you can see, Britt and I have painted basically half the chassis at this point. We just wanted to test it out a little bit, but we got carried away. It just laid down, it's self-leveling, like it was really incredible. And it started looking amazing. It's amazing. Right off the bat. It's amazing how it makes you look like a professional painter. Yeah. And that's one of the byproducts of their product, is it's got a self-leveling uh, element to it. So as you brush it on, you'll yeah. see strokes, but they, they melt away. It's just incredible and looks so cool. Um, so you'll probably notice that it kind of looks white here, whereas before it was bare metal. And that's because that metal prep did some etching to it, but it left a little bit of powder behind, didn't it? Yeah, it left a little bit of chalk, a little bit of a residue, and you want to wipe that off. I mean, you don't have to get every ounce of it, but you want to clean it up a little bit. There again, paint. the, the key to paint is adhe uh, adhesion to whatever it is you're painting. Right. So if you can remove that residue, it just helps for a better fit and finish. Yeah, and there's some parts here that we're not painting, and that's because we're planning on to replace them later, so why bother, right? That's exactly right. You know, we, we've got you some new trailing arms, we've got you some new cross members. In fact, where I'm standing mm -hmm. is supposed to be a transmission cross member, and we've already removed that because we have a tubular uh, transmission cross member uh, on, on its way. Yeah, well, let's get back to painting here, man. Let's get it done.
So after seeing the three-step process of POR15 take shape, how do you not fall in love with this product? We'll be right back after this break with more motors. Hands down, one of my most used tools in the shop day in and day out is my cordless drill driver. So to have one that's both powerful and lightweight, not to mention easy to use, is a must-have. Uh, this is where Craftsman's new 20-volt brushless drill driver comes in and checks all my requirement boxes. It's got a half-inch chuck that will take in anything that I've got in my shop, and it has a very cool metal ratcheting feature that holds what it's got in its grasp tight. The two-speed gearbox offers 0 to 600 RPMs in the first gear. Now shift this sucker into second gear to max out at 2100. Plus, the brushless motors give you 60% more runtime and durability at 400 units, watts out, max power. This drill driver is just one tool in a huge list of Craftsman's latest power tools that uses the V20 cordless system. So after you've built up your small army of V20 tools, you'll have some extra batteries should you need them. But with that being said, I was surprised to find out that Craftsman tossed in a second lithium-ion battery along with the charger, which charges a battery in 60 minutes or less. The included LED light on the front of the drill helps illuminate otherwise dark areas. Coming in at just 2.6 pounds, if you're looking for your new go-to cordless drill driver that's proudly made in the USA, Craftsman's got you covered. Dude, check this out. An hour ago, what did it look like? A big chalky hot mess, right? Chalky mess, and it looks like it's ready to go to the drag races right now. <laughs> I cannot believe this. This looks absolutely incredible. So in the next episode, what are we going to do, man? We're going to start working on some of the suspension components. By then, we're going to have some of these pieces in that we need to replace. We're going to work on those. Then we're going to get right into the suspension, so we'll have your new parts and pieces added to your freshly painted chassis. Yeah. We'll have your suspension knocked out, and I know these wheels and tires are probably killing you, but I think it's probably a little <laughs> bit early they need to, to change go. those. Yeah, oh, that's so fine. They're just holding the frame. They're just rollers. Up, so they're rollers, fine. yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show again, Britt. This was so much fun. Such and a pleasure, outcome, brother. Wow. Amazing, Still wasn't it? I can't believe it. All right. Not bad for a DIY let's, at let's, your house, huh? I know. Let's get this thing out of here. Kay. We're done. I'm going to start it off a different way. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Don't show my thing on TV. Don't lock judge us. us. Don't judge us too much. Yeah. Why do you got all the good lines? <laughs> good enough? It's fine, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not as professional as you. Get it, Chris Duke? Ah.